Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The first degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. The first degree. See it on the news. See it on the paper. You see it on Facebook. These things are supposed to happen in movies, not in real life. I just figured he was like some kind of nerdy, creepy dude. It makes me really upset and angry. I really wish that I knew that he was that type of person. Welcome to The First Degree, the true crime podcast that you might end up on. My name is Jack Vanek, and I'm sitting far away from Alexis Linkletter and Billy Jensen, who are sharing their microphone like they're going to sing a doo-wop song. And it is quite a sight. Donnie and Marie here for it. Donnie and Marie here for it. So before we jump into the day, I just wanted to say congratulations on a number four podcast worldwide with Unraveled. Hell yeah. Thank you. I'm. It's still like pretty shocking. It's shocking. And you know what? When Alexis and I were talking when you guys first launched the podcast, I think it launched as like number 17 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you were asking me, you're like, so like what happens after this? And I was like, well, you know, it can either go up or down depending on how many new people keep tuning in and listening. And it is so mind blowing and unbelievable that you guys have hit the top five and it would be top three if it wasn't for the new podcast about Lori Vallow. And the only thing up there is just a little teaser is, trailer for is it. The trailer. It's yes. devastating. It's, Dateline. And it's NBC. That's the power got- of Keith Morrison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't, we can't sleep on Keith Morrison. We understand that. Yeah. So. I know, but that's such a that's such a huge accomplishment for you guys. And you're keeping it week over week over week, which means that the content is obviously bomb. Thank you, Jack. Thank we you. love you so much. You're the most supportive friend ever. You really are, Jack. Thank you. Oh, thanks. And I can't wait till we get to do all tons more true crime stuff together. And I listen, I still feel very left out, but I also love you guys so much. So I celebrate. I love you. And we're going to do something without Billy soon. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck Bye. Just- <laughs> next, next week, you mean? Bye. <laughs> Bye, Billy. Speaking of Billy, what day is it today? All right. You know what? National Cabbage Day. Deal with that. <laughs> I like cabbage. You do? Yeah, like a cabbage and like corned beef and cabbage. Mm, not yeah. for me. Not for me. It's also it's also Champion Crab Races Day. Ooh, they can race right into my mouth at a seafood right, bar. Yes, right into a broiler. <laughs> <laughs> and then into a bag. And with a bib. Into Jack, my mouth with was, some butter. 
Jack, you're good with the food jokes. You, you nailed it with a Swiss cheese pervert joke, yeah. and then that was solid. You know, they just come to me because food is always on the mind. Is there, there aren't that many good days today, are there, Billy? Uh, it's also Ash Wednesday, so if you see anybody that has a cross with uh, made from an ash on their uh, on their forehead, just don't make a big deal about it. They're just doing their thing. You don't wish them well in that? Or you don't acknowledge it? No, you just don't acknowledge it. Okay. All right. Those of you who do that, good for you. I wish to know more about that soon. I will Google. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Same. Well, uh, I don't think, I think that the the days are very slim pickings today. So that's enough of that. So let's turn down the lights. And turn up your anxiety. Because this could be you. So today's case takes us back to May 3rd of 2019, not that long ago. Songs Old Town Road by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, which is so good. Chlorine by 21 Pilots and Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored by Ariana Grande were topping the charts. Movies Avengers Endgame, Longshot, and Detective Pikachu were in theaters. And the setting for today's case is Grafton, Wisconsin, which is 20 miles north of Milwaukee. Now, this place definitely has that small-town vibe. Population of this place is about 11,500 people. And here are some fun facts. Now, the village of Grafton began as a mill town using the nearby Milwaukee River. Then, from 1929 to 1935, it was the home of Paramount Records' studio and plant. And Paramount was one of the first and largest producers of blues and jazz records. Now, unfortunately, the studio stopped producing music in 1932, due to the Great Depression. But believe it or not, there's actually more that exists in Grafton. There exists a company called TrekCal, and that's exactly where our first degree David worked. So we're a calibration company, and so we calibrate a lot of weird things that you've probably never heard of. There's chemical stuff, and then, so like pH meters, IR guns, that kind of stuff. So I didn't really have David elaborate on his work further at TrekCal because it was beyond my level of comprehension. But anyways, it was the end of April of 2019 when David noticed a kind of different energy around the office, a peaceful energy. And that's because one of his least favorite coworkers was glaringly missing. And I say glaringly missing because it was always oddly serene whenever 34-year-old Brent Fitch was absent from work. And here's why. Brent was a character to say the least. He was very loud and obnoxious and wanted to be the center of attention for pretty much everything. He was a co-worker, but he definitely stepped over toes and he would tell me to do stuff. But at the same time, it would be like stuff that would benefit me. And so I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Teach me. But at the same time, it was like weird. I know what you're thinking. We've all had a coworker like this guy. But Brent's behavior went beyond the typical obnoxious colleague in the next cubicle sort of thing. Like, for instance, we were coming back from a smoke break, and while we were outside smoking, he was talking to me about how he would go to these strip clubs, and we were walking back, and he pulled out, like, a stack of strip club cards that were, like, freebie cards or whatever, and I got the most unsettling feeling when he gave me one. He's like, here you go. Oh, maybe we can go together sometime. That's not, like, a thing that I do, and so, like, I just felt sick to my stomach 
So as far as what else we know about Brent, we know that he's lived in Lamp, Missouri at one point, as well as Arizona, where he lived at the Luke Air Force Base where he was still enlisted. And from his Facebook page, you can see that Brent likes Ford Mustangs, the TV shows Big Bang Theory, which is questionable, and How I Met Your Mother, and the movie Super Troopers. He was also very politically outspoken, but I'm not going to bore you with the specifics of that. He used to be in the Air Force, and he was moved around a lot. And apparently when you're in some type of military, when they move you around a lot, that's not a good thing. It usually means that you're not doing something right. Okay, so back to our story and the end of April of 2019 when Brent was missing from work. David didn't know where Brent was and he didn't really care, honestly. But he would find out exactly what happened later that week on May 3rd. And this is how it all went down. So it all started with a call to the emergency dispatch at 2.20 a.m. And on the line was a worried mother calling from Paramount, California, of all places. And the police were struggling to understand what type of emergency this woman could be reporting from states away. So she told them that her 18-year-old daughter, Crystal, had been texting her frantically that she was in danger and needed help. The details were vague because this mother didn't really seem to know what was going on herself. But she did say that Crystal texted the address of where she was in Grafton, Wisconsin. 902 Spring Street. So following the call, officers were dispatched to that address. And as the police headed to this residential location in response to what was becoming a strange scenario, they could hear screaming. I can hear screaming for help wherever I am. I'm on the eighth of spring right now. Officers continued to work to track the source of this terror-related screams. And that's when something on the road caught their attention, or rather someone. It was a young woman, brunette. She was wearing a t-shirt and naked from the waist down. She was running and she was screaming. She was hysterical. This is all jarring, right? But that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was that this girl who was screaming was absolutely covered in blood. She continued running until she reached the patrol car. What was going on? Who was this girl? The police didn't know, but the assumption was that she was the same 18-year-old who the worried mom from California had called about, and she was. Her name was Crystal Gutierrez, and she was in a state of complete terror. The police took her in, and she was taken for medical attention. They had so many questions. What happened? Where was she coming from? And why was she covered in blood? It turns out she had come from the home that belonged to David's coworker, Brent Fitch, which was located, like we said, at 902 Spring Street in Grafton. The home was three stories. It was gray with a white trim. It had a attached garage and a fenced-in backyard. And the front door was open, and there was a trail of blood leading inside the home. But before we tell you what they found inside this house, we want to explain just how this whole ordeal started, which was with a road trip to California. Crystal Gutierrez was 18 when she met the 34-year-old Brent Finch online. So casual chatting shifted into sexual conversations, and the bulk of their communication was focusing on Brent's sexual interest in bondage, dominance, and sadomasochism, which is also BDSM. And we're going to sidebar here and tell you a little bit more about BDSM. 
It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, pain, pleasure, servitude. And sex columnist Dan Savage says that, quote, you introduce BDSM into your sexual relationship by first initiating a conversation about your sexual interests. And if there's interest on both sides, gradually and slowly introduce BDSM play into your relationship. Okay, back to our story. After Brent and Crystal forged this online relationship, they ultimately decided that they should meet in person. But Crystal was an 18-year-old high school student living in California. She was still in high school. And Brent was a 34-year-old living in Wisconsin. So how was that going to work? Well, naturally, Brent would drive in his car to pick Crystal up and bring her back to Wisconsin with him. So beginning on April 27th of 2019, Brent requested the week off from work, and then he set out onto this open road. He actually called off for that entire week so that he could do this. He told my other coworker, Connie, that he was going to go take a trip, and he went apparently went to go get this girl. That's the first thing that, like, I couldn't get past. Like, why wouldn't you just take a plane or at least buy this person a plane ticket? And I was just weirded out about that and found out that she was, like, 18 and still in high school. He's, like, in his 30s. And he brings her back, I guess. To pick Crystal up from California and drive her back to Wisconsin, Brent Fitch spent a total of 30 hours in the car, driving upwards of 2,080 miles. So once Brent picked Crystal up, you're probably wondering what the parents of this teenage high school senior was thinking. So no one can really know for sure what was going on at home. And I don't want to judge, but it's been alleged in the reporting that they had actually told people that Crystal had run away from home and they weren't really sure where she was. So it's very likely that the first contact Crystal's family had with her since Brent picked her up was this text message from Crystal begging for help, which is horrible for a family to experience. I bet they were just just terrified. And we told you what happens next. The text message led the police to finding Crystal running in the street, absolutely covered in blood. And once Crystal was safely with them in custody, she seemed to be in shock. She told them that she was staying with Brent Fitch, living with him, in fact. But then her admissions started taking this dark, sudden turn. Crystal said that she had been asleep and had woken up suddenly in the middle of the night, stating that, quote, the family was standing around her. So police are obviously confused with the statement, so they asked her to continue. Crystal then said that she grabbed a pair of scissors and she grabbed a knife, and then she went into the master bedroom before stabbing Brent Fitch while he slept. Crystal eventually stopped, and then she texted her mother pleading for help before fleeing from the house. This story was hard to fathom. Why would Crystal stab this man to death while he slept? Meanwhile, the police and CSI teams had assembled at Brent Fitch's home. They approached the front door, which was open, and spotted a trail of blood which led inside. After they, like, you know, put her in custody and all that, they go back and they go into the house and they find him. So first, it was like they found him here in the garage, and then another story said they found him in his room, and there wasn't really clear on what happened. Inside the house, the police found Brent. He was lying face down in his room, and he had between 80 and 100 stab wounds. I didn't find out until after everything happened. 
I got a text message from one of my other coworkers, and he's like, hey, Brent just got murdered. And I was like, I know, we don't like him, but no, seriously. And he's like, no, seriously, he's dead. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So the police are inside, and they find someone who had suffered nearly 100 stab wounds, and they have the young woman in custody who has admitted to stabbing him. So we've got the who covered, but now we need to find out the why. What could have prompted Crystal to stab Brent to death while he was sleeping? Crystal was then arrested on the heels of her confession to police. So those of you who are listening, this seems cut and dry, right? Podcast over. Wrong. And the truth about what prompted Crystal to kill Brent Finch would be anything but what you're expecting. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. 
Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. Eighteen-year-old Crystal Gutierrez was found covered in blood and running from the home of 34-year-old Brent Fitch. Inside, the police found Fitch dead, stabbed dozens and dozens of times. Crystal admitted to being the one who stabbed him before being taken into custody for Rhett's murder. And while the broad strokes of what the police knew looked cut and dry initially, once Brent's home was searched and more details came to the surface, things would not be so clear. The community was shocked, and the local media clung to this case. People struggled to understand the circumstances that led to Brent's death. So it happened in Grafton. There's like a lot of older people and it's a lot more of like a chill, chill town. And so like when it happened, a lot of people I think were freaking out because it's like the first big thing that's happened in like, I, I want to say either 20 or 40 years. It's been a while since I've like Googled his name because after it happened, I wanted to know right away what happened. It was like so bizarre and so weird. So what David is saying is true. There hadn't been a murder in this town since 1982. The police launched their investigation by searching Brent Fitch's home for more than 24 hours straight. And within that process, they made a perplexing discovery. They found a video surveillance system with cameras inside several rooms throughout the house. And when the existence of these cameras in the home was reported by a local news station, it shook a loose memory for David. So apparently he's like super into bondage, BDSM, and there's cameras all over his house. I know that because he told me. He said that they're for his submissive. I, at, at first I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, you mean, you know, strip clubs? And okay, that's what you're referring to. Okay, sidebar. In BDSM relationships, you traditionally have a dominant and a submissive. For a really, really basic and simple definition, and we're going to underscore this, very basic and simple, the submissive is the one who receives orders and punishments. They might be the ones who are tied up, whipped, spanked, etc. The dominant is the one who gives. Now, again, this is a very, very simple definition, and these roles can always mean something different to those who encompass them. And the meanings of all of these roles within BDSM are very fluid and relative, so please don't take offense when we define them so simply here. But it's really just to give people a baseline. Anyways, back to the footage in question. So what police observed in this footage from the night Crystal had spent with Brent was beyond disturbing, to say the least. In the clips, they observed what appeared to be Fitch sexually assaulting Crystal in the hours before his murder. These were very violent encounters. We can't stress this enough. And at one point, detectives observed that Fitch actually slammed Crystal so hard that she was knocked out cold unconscious. So you have to remember, this was being reported on in real time. And David, Brent's coworker, was shocked to hear of the violence Crystal experienced. I just thought that, you know, he just had some issues and, you know, he's a nerd. I just figured he was like some kind of nerdy, creepy dude. It makes me really upset and angry. I really wish that I knew that he was that type of person. It also seemed that when it came to his previous sexual partners, Brent had little respect for them. There was another time where he had a video of him and I'm assuming, you know, his other partners. And he 
showed them to people in the shop. We were just kind of like, well, what are you, no, can you just, no, that's disgusting. But that, what, like what? There was like basically homemade porn. There was one lady, she'd come in from time to time and he would always make comments about how, like how short her dresses are and like how, you know, how big her butt is and like just disgusting things that you shouldn't be talking to another person about. So if what David is saying is true, his recollections coupled with the video evidence found on David's cameras is helping paint a pretty clear picture of the type of guy Brent was. And we wanted to see if we could find anything independent about Brent online. And on his Facebook, we found an article about this case that was shared by a local news organization. Under it, there were several comments, and here's one as an example. Quote, Fitch was a creep. He always had different girls with him anytime he came into our salon who were significantly younger than him. I refused to help him after my first encounter with him when he kept saying vulgar, unprovoked things to me. He was predatory. I pity this girl. So we're noticing a theme, right? And to be clear, being a creep doesn't mean that you deserve to die. But engaging in creepy behavior seems to heighten your chances of it happening sooner. All right, so back to this video footage. After Brent is seen knocking Crystal out cold, they then each went to sleep in separate rooms. After that is when Crystal awoke, left the room where she was sleeping, and entered Brent's room and stabbed him to death. With each detail released to the public, the shock was heightened. That continued when, after all of these details were revealed, Crystal was indicted and arraigned on charges of first-degree murder. And the county's decision to charge the 18-year-old Crystal with such a serious offense, given the details released so far, was polarizing for a lot of people, to say the least. And this is why. Those who disagreed with Crystal being charged pointed to the video evidence as a reason why she shouldn't. Clearly, this much older man had lured her hours away from her home and then subsequently assaulted and beat her to unconsciousness. And those on the other side basically suggested that because Crystal and Brent were engaged in this BDSM type of relationship, this meant that the beating and quote-unquote sexual assault to them that Crystal experienced may have been in a consensual way. All right, so what do you guys think about what we're hearing? I think that this is really interesting because there is a very similar type of a story happening in the media right now with the whole army hammer thing that's going on. And there are a lot of people that are like, don't kink shame him for blah, 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 blah. When he was assaulting and raping these women that goes beyond a BDSM kind of a kink. Right. And you know, we get into this a little bit later in the episode, and certainly the uh, the goal here is not about kink shaming. It's about perspective, and it's about how, in this case, prosecutors attempted to use BDSM as an excuse to excuse for Brett's behavior. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't knock an 18-year-old girl out cold after you've lured her away from her home. She has no way to get back. She's in high school. BDSM with two consenting adults is completely acceptable. This is predatory. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's so wild to me that the prosecution, their knee jerk was to side with him and charge her, an 18 year old girl 
with first degree murder. Yeah. First degree murder. Yeah. Well, after seeing her getting beaten on video. And the, th- the fact that, I mean, she's 18, still in high school. So she's barely legal. He's 34 years old. Like, that's a predatory relationship just in itself without any of the things that are going on around it. You know what I mean? Like, there is huge glaring red flags just in that relationship looking outside in without knowing any of the details of it. So yeah. add in everything else, and it's it's fucked up. Right. And you have to wonder what climate we're dealing with here where they haven't had a murder in 40 years in this yeah. county. And it seems like very conservative. And I feel like their yeah. knee jerk was to just first degree murder. There's stab wounds and not really deconstruct the other variables surrounding the murder itself. So listen, I hear you. They don't have a ton of experience, but their decision was very flawed. Yeah. So regardless of how we feel, Crystal's arraignment moved forward nonetheless. By this point, Crystal's parents had flown into town, and as the proceedings unfolded, her father interrupted the proceedings. And you could actually listen to this online. So the judge was saying, quote, do you waive your rights to a preliminary hearing? Do you wish to proceed? Crystal says, yes, your honor. And then dad says, Crystal, no, that's not right. Crystal was held on a $100,000 cash bond in the local jail. If Crystal was convicted, she was facing a maximum penalty of life in prison without the possibility of parole. And Crystal pleaded not guilty due to mental disease or defect and said that she was a victim of violence and needed mental help. So between the time of Crystal's arraignment and the commencement of her trial, the charges she was facing were eventually downgraded to second-degree murder. But as far as her supporters were concerned, this still wasn't enough. Due to the predatory aspects of Brent's interactions with her, many believe that she shouldn't be facing murder charges at all. So as far as when the trial actually began, we're going to give you this up front. We wish we could tell you more about what was uncovered, but unfortunately, a great deal of the records have been sealed, and we can speculate as to why. You know, we know that video evidence of a violent sexual assault was submitted and likely viewed in court, and they're not going to subject Crystal to more invasiveness when it comes to her trauma. So a lot of the records are sealed, but here's what we were able to find out. Crystal's attorney revealed that Fitch referred to Crystal as his sex slave and made it clear that once she arrived in Wisconsin with him, she had to be completely sexually available to him at all times, day or night, whenever he said so. And once Crystal arrived in Wisconsin, he laid out the rules. And Basically, whenever he wanted to have sex, she would have to completely submit. He also told Crystal that he intended to brand her, and his intention behind this was he wanted to ruin her for any other guy that she could ever possibly be involved with. So here's the thing. When Crystal was interviewed after Fitch was found dead, it was clear to detectives that Crystal didn't really know that much about the BDSM lifestyle. 18-year-olds are highly impressionable. So She probably encountered him on a dating app and sort of just got sucked into this exciting idea of going to meet an older guy, and then things got carried away. But here's the thing. The prosecution took a completely different stance and took the offensive position. They pointed out and harped on the number of times Crystal stabbed Brent, saying, quote, I think this tells us a little about the enormous wellspring of violence that resides in this woman today, which I think is disgusting to talk about a near child in that way, especially after 
anyone who had seen her get, you know, brutalized so badly on film. But anyways, the prosecution also pointed to the video footage as evidence, saying that Crystal was not in imminent danger at the time she killed Brent. She used unnecessary defensive force. And when they say imminent danger, remember, the video footage depicted them going to separate rooms after she was basically cold clocked by Brent. So their theory and their argument here is, is that like he wasn't in the midst of beating her. Maybe if she had stabbed him after, you know, he punched her, she'd have a bit better defense. But, you know, that's ridiculous. And you'll see why. So when the subject of the BDSM aspects of Crystal and Brent's relationship came up, Crystal's attorney said, quote, it gets to a point where it is no longer BDSM. It gets to a point where it is controlling. It is abusive. It is rape. But however, the bulk of Crystal's defense hinged on her past psychological trauma and how those experiences may have played a role in what happened that night. And remember, her plea was not guilty by reason of insanity. So their plan was to show evidence of this. That there were psychological reports that showed that Crystal was depressed and isolated. And also that Crystal could have been traumatized previously by this home invasion in California. And this could have prompted an onset of PTSD. So after each side rested, the court received word that the jury had reached a verdict. Crystal Gutierrez was found not guilty by reason of mental disease of defect. She was sentenced to 15 years in a psychiatric facility. I honestly feel bad because she, she had to have been manipulated by this guy, <laughs> my coworker. I feel terrible. Her whole life was ripped from her because she was manipulated. I, I feel terrible. That's probably why she, you know, had a mental breakdown and didn't realize what she got herself into. I mean, that's what manipulators do. Yeah, he gets you to do things. So on the heels of Brent's death, David, understandably, felt rattled by the whole thing. I was completely taken back and floored that I was, like, working and talking and communicating with this this human that could inflict so much damage on somebody that it would lead them to to commit the most horrible act that I, I could ever, ha- like, murder, like... Uh, she had to have been going through something crazy. I have no words to describe how it made me feel. People really didn't like him at, like in the first place. And so when it happened, there were people that were like, good, he's garbage. I'm glad he's not here anymore. And then like part of me was like, oh my God, that's a human being. Like, what are you? So, so like, I'm torn. It really threw me for a loop for a long time. And honestly, it's it's a lot better without him around. I definitely learned not to get too close to people. You literally never know who anybody is behind closed doors. And at this point, we want to jump in here and discuss the BDSM lifestyle for a moment. So we're in no way attempting to kink shame anyone while telling this story. Because this story isn't about BDSM at all. The number one rule of BDSM is consent. Consent by all parties. And that's not what's happening here. Fitch was using the internet to prey on women, some almost half his age. And while Crystal was 18, and in the eyes of the law an adult, there was clearly no consent once she arrived at his house. 
as seen on the video cameras that Fitch had stalled inside his home. Installed merely to exploit women, by the way, might I add. Like, literally yeah. installed cameras yeah. so that he could show his coworkers him exploiting young women. Sorry, really. You're exactly right. And as the defense laid out their case, it was clear that Fitch was a predator. And while Crystal may not have been in imminent danger at that very moment, you know, the prosecution arguing that she could have just walked out of the house, it's such a bullshit excuse that is used in domestic violence cases since the dawn of time. Why didn't she just walk away? Fitch had groomed her to the point where she felt that she was his property, his slave. And for her, this was the only escape. Not to mention, she was suffering mental health implications. So, sorry, Fitch, you you picked the wrong woman. You, you know, and he probably thought preying on someone who had trauma in her past would benefit him. And you know what, dude? That didn't work out so well. So, dudes out there... <laughs> Well, even just, even just preying on somebody that was that young, like obviously it, from the other people that were interviewed earlier in the episode, he always had women that were a lot younger than him. So he probably assumed that they're more impressionable. They're easier to control. They wouldn't fight back in different ways. And, you know, that was probably his MO and the women that he was choosing to abuse. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way that you think it's going to work out. Sorry, Brent. Thank you so much to David for being our first degree on this episode. If you are listening and you have a story to tell, please email us. Hello at the first degree podcast.com. No story is too small or too weird or too anything. We like to hear everything. You can follow us on Instagram at The First Degree, at Alexis Linkletter, at Billy Jensen, at Jack Vanek. Follow us on Facebook by searching The First Degree. We have so many people on our Facebook group now, and we're talking all the true crime things and not true crime things as well. And uh, go check out Billy and Alexis's podcast. You obviously have already. It's number four, Unraveled. And stick around because we're going to kill some time. And remember, only you can prevent serial killers and keep your friends close. But not that close. close. Happy crab sidestepping into a broiler day. Mmm, crab. Yes. Yes. What was the other day? Uh, there are no other good days. It's only crab all right. day. Happy crab day. Bye. Happy crab day. Shout out to Jared Monaco for sound design and for creating original music for The First Degree. Our producing team, Caitlin Cleveland, Taylor Rogers, and Alan Santiago for Podcast One. Sources for today's episode include... WISN, JS Online, The Wisconsin Patch, Fox 6 Now, CBS 58, TMJ4 Online, and as always, our first degree guest is always our largest source. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. 
Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. Okay, well, welcome to yet another episode of Killing Time. Now, we usually Zoom to see each other, and then we record on this thing called Zencaster, but there's something going on with your guys' Wi-Fi, so we're we're FaceTiming while recording, and my connection keeps going poor, so I can't see you guys, and it's really making me sad. Very alarming, isn't it? It's very alarming. But when we're sound checking, uh, you both, the way that your microphone is set up right now, it looks like you're going to sing a duet to a song. <laughs> like a 1950s, yeah. on like a 1950s microphone. A shooey doo op song or something like yeah. that. <laughs> like Donnie and Marie Osmond. Yeah, it's like overhead, <laughs> like, a, like angling down and you guys were both talking into it at the same time. It was yeah. very... Very reminiscent. Very Donnie and Marie. Very Donnie. Very Donnie and Marie. <laughs> so where are you guys right now? You're in. Did you say you were in Florida? West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. Ooh, party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, party Take, in the USA. Taking COVID really seriously over there. Just call us Miley Cyrus. <laughs> you are partying in the USA. <laughs> Do you have any updates for your travels that you would like to share with our listeners before we begin our killing time? Well, we just had an incident um, while we were setting up where I was trying to light this uh, situation better so that when we FaceTimed you, we didn't look so deceased. And um, I was like, hey, hey. And I pointed behind me and I was like, turn that off. And I pointed to the light. (laughs) And I continued to keep, I don't know, setting up all of the required items. And then I hear clanging and the dude is ripping the mini fridge out of the wall trying to unplug it from under this built-in bar where this mini fridge is like lodged in the wall. I'm like, what are you doing? Meanwhile, I have an open vodka soda in the fridge like that I'm keeping cold. And I hear the glass clanging around in there. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, you said, turn it off. I was like, I pointed to the fucking light switch. <laughs> like, don't ruin like, my drink serious? as well. He's like, what? The- I thought it's like you wanted this professional sound for the podcast. I'm like, Me? No, <laughs> definitely not Alexis. I'm trying to light this sound. better for. I was trying to light it better for Jack's aesthetic pleasure. Well, it's okay because I can barely see you. You guys are like extremely pixelated, moving around in like an eight bit kind of a way. So, nice. <laughs> really nice. Super, super Mario Brothers up in this. <laughs> it's very Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, but um, you know, we're doing what we can while you guys are on the road. So we, we yes, we have been on the road for a uh, about a week now. And we've done our first road trips together. Now we, we've had like there's there's been parts of the shoot that have been challenging, and <laughs> there was one day that I just I, I we we were on the road and I really wanted ice cream. Oh, and we got off at a stop, and then <laughs> there was a lot of traffic. And then um, Alexa was like, "Oh, you know what? You want like a like a frosty or something like, like that, Carvel? or whatever." A Carvel would be great, but yeah. But we tried to go into a McDonald's and it was just too hard to go into. So we had to go in and like turn around or something like that. And then I I go into 
ate Wendy's because she had said, you want a Frosty? So I go into the Wendy's and she's like, I don't want Wendy's. I don't like Wendy's. <laughs> I like McDonald's. Because she had, because she had said like, like Wendy's. Because I like nuggets. There's no nugget like a McNugget. But Wendy's nu- nuggets are pretty good. They're not a like bad. They're too realistic. <laughs> no, they're not. I want a processed chicken nugget I or think, I don't want it at all. See, I feel like a Wendy's nugget is very processed and that's the reason why I like it because it's not honest at all. It feels very much not like any sort of a meat product, which is nice. But anyways, I, continue. I like McDoink. You know where my loyalty lies. I mean, our, our loyalty as a podcast, we need to take an aside because... Our loyalty as a podcast to McDonald's is very strong. It runs very (laughs) deep. It started with Billy Jensen. And I didn't think that at 33 years old, I would be enjoying McDonald's once a week. But here I am. Okay. All right. So so here's what happened. So (laughs) she said, she said, I don't want that. And then, of course, I'm thinking about the Frosty. So I'm like, okay, fine. We get back on the highway. We travel maybe 20 miles and then find a McDonald's. And I really, really want ice cream. I want an ice cream sundae. We go a into the McDonald's. No, there's, you're missing a part. I'm on Yelp looking for McDonald's. And he's like, I'm only going to them if they're on the side of the freeway that our off-ramp is. I'm like, Billy, we're passing like 20 McDonald's because he doesn't want to go under an <laughs> underpass a, to get like – that a fear like, of yours? I was like, that's insane. But he's like, okay. He's like, no, no, no. I only want the next one on our off-ramp. I was like, okay. So we find one. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, Billy? Yes. All right. So we find one. and it, After passing probably 20 on the other side of the highway. It's, it's one of those McDonald's where they have the drive-in where there's two places that you can do an order. Where yes. It splits up and, yes. then it, and then it goes together. We're waiting there for probably 20 minutes. And then we realize it's not happening. And I was like, Billy, go around and go in the other side of the drive-thru. Why are you waiting here? Oh, no, you just picked waited. the bad line. Okay. You just stared at it with anger. I'm like, Billy, go around the building and get back in the regular line. And he was so stubborn. He refused to do it. But so then you're... I finally – but then I said, I'm just going to go inside. <laughs> so I'm here. I'm just like I'm, – I'm a little bit broken at this point. <laughs> oh I, I just want – A Sunday. I want a Sunday. I want a hot fudge Sunday. I go in, and then we had also said, like, oh, get me, you know, McNuggets. McNuggets. I'm going to get Diet Coke, fries, extra ketchup. I go go in (laughs) to the McDonald's, and then I order, and then I say, I would like two hot fudge sundaes. (laughs) And the woman looks at me and says, the ice cream machine is broken. (laughs) Oh, no. She must have seen my face. Because she's like, <laughs> she starts rattling off every sweet thing that's on the menu. She's we got like, cookies. We got apple pie. We got cookies. And then like she saw my face again and then she goes, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, no. And I go, I, I know you are. No, and you want to hear the kicker? So in the car, I was actually conducting the interview for this week's first degree. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shh, Billy, shh. And, like, and then he comes back in. Billy does. And I like, he started eating nuggets and I look in the empty bag. I'm like, you forgot the Sundays. What the fuck? And he looked at me like, it's amazing I'm alive. It's he, amazing I'm alive. Yeah. He was already I've defeated never seen and him so down. angry. Well, and I was like, but Billy, come on, dummy. You forgot the Sundays. <laughs> in like my condescending bratty tone. And he's like, he just looked like he was going to vomit. 
<laughs> he was so angry. Uh, yeah, it wasn't angry. It was it, it. It had gone from anger to sadness. At that point. <laughs> Listen, and, I understand when you when I get my mind on something when I want to eat yeah. it, and I don't get to have that specific thing that's on my mind. It really is a life ruiner. So I understand yeah. the despair that you felt in that moment. But we, I will say this about the the McDonald's, the fries that we had, the best were, I've ever had, were really, mm. really good. It was like they were they were like the fresh out of the fryer. Yes, and and the nuggets were really good too. Yeah, so yeah. But, life has a way of evening itself out, and I think it did for it, the fries. It, it, it did sort of, but a little piece of me was taken away that night. I'm so sorry, Billy. You know, when I when I asked if there was any updates about your travels, I thought that maybe you'd give like a tidbit about what you're doing with the kids. <laughs> but um, the McDonald's story was also great. And um, I really hope somebody in McDonald's PR listens to our fucking podcast so we can get a sponsor. I really want a Ronald McDonald costume. Oh, my God. Do oh, we want to talk about my gosh. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so this this whole obsession runs really deep, and Jack and I are in a group chat with our other friend, and we decided what we're all going to be for Halloween next year. Yes. I'm going to be sexy Rhonda McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Rhonda McDonald. Like yeah. a long red, long red wig, like sexy black and white striped thigh highs, like yeah. McDonald's uniform, little like I'm going to just do it, but then like with goofy clown makeup, and just then I can have a big purse that's shaped like a happy meal fucking box and hella fries all night and that's what i'm saying all you have to do is just buy (laughs) mcdonald's and carry it around with you and then you can feed your drunk munchies the entire night and then jack what are you gonna be i was gonna be the sexy hamburglar and we found on pinterest a couple's costume so jared can do it too yes and then our friend Bryn was going to be sexy Grimace. And then I was looking for a sexy McNugget costume. I feel like you and Jared should get a Frenchie by then and they should be our nugget. Oh, the little nugget. I thought you were going to say Jared should be the nugget, which I think that could also <laughs> work pretty well in our favor. He, he could also be a hamburger. Oh, he could be a hamburger. Really, you could be a French fry. <gasps> it fits your body types. <laughs> it does. It does we can paint you all body. yellow, yeah. Billy. I think the French fry, you know what? This is our costumes. I, I know mm-hmm. that you probably want to do something with Paul Holes again this year, but you're not allowed to because we're now going as McDonald's <laughs> yes. because we're going to have a sponsorship. Listen, we better have a sponsor. You know what? I will say this <sighs> to the people from McDonald's. They sent me about 500 free Happy Meal like uh, uh, tickets when I talked about Happy Meal so much about a year and a half ago. Really? T- time to step up more right now. Yes. Was this on Murder Squad or on our podcast? I mean, they'd send them to me and then like I would put them in uh, like I actually gave them a lot of um, uh, uh, women's shelters, but oh, like I, I, I took like 30 of them and whenever I was going into uh, uh, the, the airports and my book was in the airport. I would like slide them into my book and then say, Oh, that's cute. Every happy meal. Yeah. But that's yeah. No, so, cause I can't eat 500 happy meals. Cause I, I would, I'm, I might not be here by now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. what was the, um, super size me guy? He ended up living. But Some people three meals a day. Yeah. He was, you know what? I don't, I don't like that guy. Some not, people not lose weight it. from eating McDonald's. It just all depends. Um, so can't wait for our Halloween costumes. That's going to be amazing. Uh, oh the God, one other thing wait. that I wanted to talk about is Alexis. I watched the first episode of Talking Evil just about twenty minutes ago. Yes, it was what amazing. It was really, it was so good. I mean, I watched a lot of it in person, uh, <laughs> so I wasn't. I saw really... you in the crowd. I was staring at the side of your head, being like, "What does Jack think? She's my bestie. I want her to like it." 
I wasn't really surprised. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but when we got hired to do the show, I was also hired to be Alexis's understudy, <laughs> which is fucking insane. Crazy. And especially... It's really a crazy... We've never talked about it. It's really a crazy thing for two friends to get for that. No, yeah. it was a, there was a showgirls vibe. I could feel it. And then like when Alexis is walking down the stairs and then you potentially could push her. No, it's like Black Swan, but with McNuggets. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> is. But then the, the thing is, well, number one, I don't give a shit. So I was like, this is amazing. Go, Alexis. But then also when I – but I was also like – you know, I've hosted a show before. Like, I'm te- I'm technically a host. I wonder why they didn't pick me. And then I actually watched Alexis in the element of doing what she was going to, like, had to do for the show. And it was unbelievable. And I couldn't imagine myself doing that. Alexis, it was like the most, like, you're juggling 500 hats at once. It was so impressive. It was really, I remember coming home because Jack was there the whole time and being like, Jack, it was the hardest day of my whole life. It was so hard. Mostly because when so many people are watching you, you're just so tense. So tense. And and you have this crying person's feelings you're trying to cater to. You don't want them to have a bad time. Oh, we lost Jack. It's okay. Oh, well, oh, you can hear us. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) we lost our FaceTime. So, like, we have a crying person who's been through such terrible trauma on the, you know, sitting next to you, and you're, like, teleprompter looking, and you're looking at your cards, and you're, like, have it, have an earpiece in, and people are telling me things to do, and I'm just, like, sweating, and it's just – it was so hard, but it was really rewarding because I did love it. I really did, and I, mean, I bonded with so many people on the show, and having Jack there was just a fucking gift. From well, you, you – you, McDonald's. You're- you're literally made for that job. And I couldn't imagine, I couldn't think of anybody else that could do that so eloquently the way that you did it. But what was so funny is because I was your understudy, I had to learn all these cases front and back <laughs> like you did. Like, oh, really? because it was if Alexis got COVID, then they would throw me in. So I could have been thrown in there at the very last <laughs> minute and been so unprepared because it's like, I'd rather be prepared or not prepared, not just sort of prepared. And it was, um, very, very, uh, stressful on my end. <laughs> Jack, if that had happened, it could have been kind of cool. Like, like we're WWE wrestlers, like tagging each other in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they might've just been like, let's do this for the whole series. Like I let's know. tag, they can tag each other in because it's like, I mean, what would we have done? We, we were talking about this. We're like, what would we have done if three episodes in, I got it. I know. We can't go back and do it again. So we were, you know, it was a, it was a it- whole thing. Honestly, it's one of those things that would have been a logistical nightmare if it happened. And I feel like everybody just crossed their fingers that it wouldn't. And thank God it didn't, Um, especially for me. I'm like, I can read from a teleprompter, but I can't interview the way that you do. So that job was honestly made for you. And you did such a good job. Thanks, Jack. I love you the best. Yeah, I Mm. can't interview the way that Lex does either. Yes, you can. I cannot. No, there's there's an empathy and a compassion there. I'm Billy Jensen. (laughs) <laughs> that's this, how you started off this talking evil this yeah. is talking evil no i'd like to i'd like to see billy jensen on that show i think it would be pretty good i think Maybe we all come on on the panel for next season hopefully if there's more yeah fingers crossed um fingers but- crossed well i love you jack thank you for being so sweet you're the best friend in the whole world no you're welcome and the episode was so good and i really want everybody to go Tune watch in it for next week Tune in for next week. I don't know how that episode is going to go, the one that I'm on, but we'll see. It's going to be awesome. Download Discovery Plus. Go do it right now. Yeah, download Discovery Plus. I see see the – oh, also, congrats on your guys – well, I'll say say this in the beginning, but 
Anyways, Discovery Plus. Download all for all the shows. Yes. And until next week, friends, beep, beep, we killed hella time. Boop. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today.